Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 103. Thank you for joining us. If you've ordered books through Colby's Bookstore, you may have had the pleasure of chatting with today's guest, Mrs. Nancy Nelson. Nancy's been helping us get the right books at the right time for years, and it was a pleasure to sit down with her and get some ideas of what things look like behind the scenes, and also hear some good advice about getting the books you need, and even a way to get rid of the books that you don't. Stick around until the end of the show for an opportunity to help Nancy out with a summer rush, while also helping to keep your shipping rates low. We hope you'll enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. From many of our Colby cast guests, there are a few oft-heard praises fantastic customizable curriculum, the flexibility, the amazing advisors and teachers, and one lady in particular who moves mountains to get books and materials to families all over the globe. Stephen and I are delighted to welcome to the Colby cast the woman herself, the legendary Nancy in the bookstore. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm delighted to be talking to you today. We've been excited to talk to you. We've heard a lot of folks have suggested to us, you should talk to Nancy on the Colby cast. So we're glad the day has arrived that we get to talk to you and, and introduce you to the listeners. Uh, you sure do have a loyal following and enthusiastic, a lot of grateful folks who for the magic that you work in the bookstore. And so we are hoping to get to know you a little bit and hear more about that, how, how that happens. Because I know it's not actually magic that you, there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. So would you tell us your Colby story and whatever else you'd like us to know about you? And help us get to know you a bit. Okay, well, I am the fourth of 10 children. My mom and dad, Diane and Jerry, were one of the sets of families that started Colby Academy back in 1980. I was already almost through high school, and they started with the three youngest. Everybody else, we were a little too old to do that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so um, through the years, my kids all went to our day school and I was very grateful for that because unlike all these parents that I deal with, I did not have the patience to be a homeschooling mom. And I, I thank God over and over again for giving me the gift of having our day school. But I mean, it's the same materials that, you know, that we've used through the years, like the, the religion still hasn't even changed. And I really honestly believe in what we're doing. I, I think our curriculum is stellar and our, our people that work here are all such good Catholics. I am proud to be an employee now for 21 years. Wow. And how did that come to be that you, you took up the bookstore role or was that where you started then? Um, well, actually I had done a lot of catering. I was into the food and beverage industry for 20 some years. And my younger sister, Judy, she's no longer with us, but she was always amazing. She, she told you where it's at. And she said, I needed to do this. I needed to work for Colby. And I said, I said, but I'll be making less money. 
And she goes, it doesn't matter. You need to work for us. And I did. I took that leap and, and God provided. And it was the best thing I ever did was, was leaving that, that industry where, you know, it wasn't always a Christian environment. And I didn't realize I was missing that out of my life and I'd never go back. It's, it's amazing to, to be able to work with like-minded people. And that's how it happened. So when I first started, I was the registrar. I was the bookmaker <laughs> and the course plan maker. Uh, we did it all. We didn't have any, we didn't have any machines back then to, to um, make the books. We, I would literally print them and then put one book at a time. And we would have our parents come pick them up, collate them, and then give them back to me. And we'd hand staple them. Okay. And it was a huge project. But at the same time, we didn't have as many people as we do now. Yeah. And we found out, I, I was talking to my sister, Mary, who she's my younger sister, but she's my boss. <laughs> and she told me that we figured out the homeschool started in 87 we weren't sure for the longest time when the homeschool really started because it was kind of just it happened we never said we were going to do this Mm -hmm. and and mary found these handwritten records from marge crotty Mm -hmm. and it looks like the first year was 87 with 20 students so yeah it wasn't so much (laughs) but i mean we used to have our orders faxed in that's just a thing of the past now <laughs> or phone calls you know before the uh, it's the one thing about the internet that i really do like is that we can get things moving a lot faster than in the old days definitely my children don't know what a fax is i don't think these days yeah. but, but that was the thing that was the thing <laughs> in the 90s we used to we used to have to a record log next to it and we'd write <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every every one that came in, yep. and our and our credit cards, we had to run those by hand too. Yep, <laughs> that was a nightmare. So, yeah, very good things have happened with with technology. <laughs> I can just picture it. I can see you all now. Our first color printer would print one cover every five minutes, <laughs> and we were thrilled. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Yes. Now it's like, like one every couple seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow. it's, it's pretty funny looking back like that. Another, another story too, is um, back when they started, they would have to get paid for the books before they could order because we had no money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what parents would do. They'd tell us what they needed. We get the money and then we'd go buy the books, which I mean, Everything that we've come through with the whole these all these years that Colby has been here, it shows us that that we are meant to be here. This is an apostolate, and there has been so many times we should not have survived a winter because there was no money, and it happened. And and we always say it just keeps us humble, and that's one thing you've gotta you've gotta remember is God's in charge, not us. And it's through his graces that that we are still operating. Certainly is very clear from the stories that we've heard. Uh, your 
And your mom was on episode 100, a couple episodes back. She gave us some specific instances of that it was looking not too good. And then how things came through in those moments to keep it going. I know my mom didn't ever think that what she was doing when she started this would be what it is today. I know she never in her wildest dreams thought this would be this way. I'm so happy for her to be able to see it have bear the fruit that it has. That's neat. Yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. My mom's, my mom's a pretty amazing lady. Yes, she definitely is. I vividly recall a conversation I had with her early on in our homeschool experience. And she was giving me some great advice about composition, but then also the larger, just the encouragement that she offered to me at that time. And that she's offered to so many families just directly to them and in the writings and speaking that she's done definitely inspirational and encouraging. And it's not just knowledge. It's a lot of, of what comes across when you, when you're, when we're talking to parents too, it's a lot of, it's just common sense being a mom, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 you don't have to have degrees and everything, but, but just with, when you talk to sometimes to us, it's from like a mom to a mom yeah. and and just giving good sound advice on how to get through those days when everything's just not working. And I've, I've had many moms call and cry on my shoulder and, and we're there. I mean, you gotta do it. And I tell them, you know, it's going to be tough. The first year is going to be tough. That's all there is to it, but it gets easier and easier. And, and that they need that support and, and, they need, they need to talk to their advisors and get that encouragement if they're doubting themselves and, and listen to them. And I, I've told people through the years, the, if you doubt yourself, you're doing a good job and it's okay to ask. It's, the, if, it's when you think you're maybe too confident that you should question mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you're doing it, it right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, these are the kind of things that you can tell parents and and let them know it's okay to think you're not doing everything the way you should, because we all do it. And to talk about it, you, that's the best thing about having advisors is you have that support and you can always call me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you mentioned that word apostolate. We noticed that on all the course plans, if we are doing a homeschool course, It'll say it on the every on the cover of every course plan that this is a, a Catholic apostolate. And, and it shows when we talk to folks from all around the Colby organization, but it's a good reminder on all those course plans. And and the thing is, is that that is meant from the heart with us. And that's why I like to try and save my parents money is because, yes, we are a business, but it, we're more than that. You know, our whole goal there is to 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 make saints, you know, get everybody to heaven and, and give you the right materials so that you can go out into the world and, and think for yourself, which unfortunately so many people don't do these days. That comes up a lot, that whole critical thinking buzzword, but here's, yeah. Yes. So how do you approach thinking back to the early days of the homeschool, when the families are, when it's evident that they're going to need some books, how do you start out approaching publishers like we need these books and in this number of quantity how did that go well i wasn't involved in that at the beginning um and they had just a few you know just a few that they dealt with like ignatius press and is it 
what was it? Pearson is the MCP map and things. So there's some of the ones we've had always, we've always had a relationship with TAN books. And then as we expanded, that's when we started, you know, reaching out to like the science publishers. And we just had to go out there and we had to get a reseller's permit and figure out where to go. And it, and it's still very challenging sometimes to get the books. And yeah, so, so with the books, you know, we just have, we have our certain ones that we know we're good with. And then we have things that we have to search for just like that Harcourt science book that they're still using for online. They went out of print without any warning and we're going for our third year scrounging. <laughs> we're finding them just, you know, different places, little small resources that we have, you know, that we we have a few people that publishers that deal with used books that we know to go to too. So it's a big job, but it's it's worth it. You should see my shelf. I have a this, this big long table downstairs right now covered with all kinds of used science books that I have to go through and count them in still. That sounds fascinating. I'm, I, it sounds like a, a wonderful place. Steve's been here. Steve's been here a couple times yes. and he, he has he has a good picture of, of what we're at like at here and <laughs> It's, it's getting very nice looking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In my days prior to Colby, I had started started up a, an, a bookstore, online bookstore as well. So I, I have a, a sympathy for both the, you know, a, a building all of those things up, but also the job that you have to do to, as you're saying, books are, especially since there's all the online stuff, it seems like books are always going out of print or changing publishers or different editions that and so i know that's a colossal task to kind of stay on top of that with all of the the publishers and vendors and such because they don't tell you hey guess what (laughs) (laughs) we're not printing this anymore we find out by accident yes Yes. and and that can get very panicky (laughs) Mm -hmm. the other thing is is I realized that because we are not a publisher too, who has control over what we're selling, that is a big challenge in itself. Because if I was printing everything, I would never have anything go out of print without knowing it. So, you know, that is such a challenge when you are carrying other people's books to to be able to stay on top of it. I wish we could print everything we sell. <laughs> <laughs> we, if we're around long enough, they'll all go out of copyright, and then we can, we can just do that. We'll keep the good old books. There you go. Okay. There are other aspects, though, happening in the bookstore that you oversee and make happen. When course plans are being developed and textbooks are being identified to use with those course plans, that's probably a very lengthy process before before it comes time for someone to order a book for the class, it's, you guys have been working on it for a while, I imagine. Yeah, um, through the years we've started saying, let's see if the book is available before we <laughs> implement it. Cause, cause that, that was, we were going crazy a few times and even came up with that today. This is that, uh, so I, again, I'm completely sympathetic because um, I would spend, you know, weeks 
doing that sort of research myself to try to find books and suddenly they disappear and you're scrambling all over to, to find it. And then, you know, whether I would find it or somebody else would be like, well, what about this one? It's like, oh, it's been picked up by a different publisher or was, it's just, it's wild to try to have to keep, keep juggling those things. Well, the best thing that ever happened to me was that we actually got more staff. You know, um, it was Sue and I for the longest time doing everything. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it, it just got beyond me. And now with Tony and in, in doing the shipping and all that and the ordering of most everything, it's made it so... It, there's a lot to do there, but I still feel like I don't have enough time to do everything. And I ask myself, how did I get through it? I, I, I without going insane, I think I was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, now Tony's got Paola. She was, um, she was a, a former student that lives here in town, and her and her sister both are working for us now, and totally excited. Sweet girls. And, and Paula, is, is she's going to be doing the shipping with Tony. And then we have um, Chad, who has been with us for many years pulling books. And we're getting a couple more um, high school kids from our day school that will be also doing that. And they, they're going to be scanning the books this year for the first time, which we hope will make it so that our parents don't get the wrong books <laughs> like the algebra two book instead of a calculus book. So this is supposed to help stop all the errors. And, and so parents, if you're listening and you see that it's looking good, give a shout out to the bookstore for us. So they know that they're doing a good job. Great idea. I've always been impressed with how the books are packaged. When I open up the box, it's like, it is just, it fits just so, and it amazes me every time. Well, you do it so they don't get damaged books, you know? You, you've got to definitely, you know, take care of, of what you're shipping because they cost a lot of money and you don't want to have a parent open it up and go, eh, <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> it shows the, the eye that you have for how to make it fit just so and, and arrive in good shape. That definitely shows. So th in addition to the books that are needed for courses. You also take care of, what else? Course plans, ID cards, student IDs. Greg Switzer, he has made all the ID cards so that Beth, who is are doing all the publishing these days, she is going to be able to do those in a bulk and they just spit them out, which is way more advanced than when I was doing them. So, so, and they look very nice. So that's what they're doing. And the course plans, um, that's what the book department is now um, sending those out like book orders where we used to have um, Mary Quinn, the registrar, she would always be pulling all the, the course plans and bundling them up and sending them to the parents herself. Now that is part of the book department's responsibility. Okay. Well, let's talk about some tips and tricks for Colby families as they're thinking about their book orders for next school year and into the future. How would you suggest people prepare their book orders? If you enroll with the standard enrollment, 
you will get the complimentary draft order along with the gift card. And my coworker, Sue, does most of those. She's been doing this now for her third year. And she she has a way of having codes for all the classes that we have linked. So she just goes in there and she she puts the course code in and she checks off all the books right there. And then she sends it to the parent. And if there's any adjustments that need to be done, revisions, if you wanna add or subtract any books, then it comes to me and I will take the books off, add the books on, and if possible, you know, we can get used books if you, if the person requests them. So I take care of them from the, that on. But with families that are flex, because they may not need the whole, you know, gift card amount, I am more than happy always to do a book order for them as well. As long as you just reach out to me and send me an email and say, hey, Nancy, can you help me? <laughs> I have I I have access to the information for, for flex families that we do for the standard um, enrollments too. So hmm. know you guys that I'm always here. I'm more than happy to make a book order for every one of you. Wonderful. Yeah, that is really amazing. Yeah. It is, yeah. And that's such a huge part and so overwhelming if you haven't, especially if you're new to homeschooling where normally the school just provides all the books, but all of a sudden, especially with all the great books Colby has, you know, that's a, that's a lot. That, so that, that's really overwhelming for, for people. So that's fantastic that, that you're there for, for our families, Nancy. Especially new parents, you know, it, it is extremely overwhelming sometimes. And it, it's nice to see that a lot of times, you know, I will help people for the first three or four years and then all of a sudden they're, they're good and they don't need it anymore. And, and it's just nice to know that I, I helped them. And I've had families that have been here for 20 years and I'm, and, and it's almost sad when I have to say goodbye when their, their youngest one is leaving we've had such a long relationship with me doing their book orders and I have good talks with some of my moms even year after year and I am when I retired I will definitely miss that part of my job. So many folks mention their gratitude for you and, and and the help that you rendered to all of us in preparing our book orders and you identify little things in there that like you're saying some of us who have relied on your help for a couple of years and then the next year we put together our own order and you you find the the holes in there and like what about this or i noticed this and it and you do it in such a sweet way and really helps us out or those oopsie orders that we have to slip in there after we think we've after we think we've taken care of it maybe i'm the only one who does that Ho hopefully hopefully i'm not, not the only one who places those oopsie orders i think i had two no. last year i'm i'll try to do better this year <laughs> i call september my oops i forgot something month mm -hmm. yes yeah <laughs> And we and we try and get those out fast because we 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 know that you might get stuck behind fifty big orders and 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 that's not okay. So we'll bump those little orders up when we can. Well, it seems like in my experience, it's been lickety split. So yes. Oh, good. So as we're thinking about placing our book orders, when would you say is the best time to order books, or not? Not August. <laughs> if if you can avoid August, it's 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 the one month that 
if you want to start in August, at the end of August, and you don't place your order until the beginning, there's a good chance you may not get them because the book orders triple and we're getting 50 or 60 orders a day. And when you got a weekend that comes up, you know, every day adds up and we can only humanly get out about 60 orders a day. So that's how it falls behind when you take your weekends and you get these extra ones. So it's best that you, you don't wait. We're, we're pretty quiet until about the middle of, of July. So um, get your books early. And then if you have mistakes that, that we need to take care of, you'll have those fixed before school starts as well. I do remember my my I'm sympathetic. I do remember our August in the bookstore when when I was taking care of it, and those would be sixty to eighty hour weeks, and the the postman would hate us because they drive up with their little truck, and it was like you're gonna have to come back for another load because we've got way too much. So yes, if if you can, please, early earlier is better. Earlier is better. Well, that's another thing we fixed too, though. Um, we were doing that and our mailman, he was a sweet man. He says, you guys, this is too much. You need to get the big truck out here. And he helped it. So we have a big truck pickup all the time now. Nice. Used to be only in the summer and now it's all even through the winter. And they gave us some of their, their rolling carts too, to make it easier on them. So in the busy season, we get these carts and we just load those up. And then they can just take them instead of having to lift all these boxes. Nice. So, yeah, that was great. I mean, because it was hard on our, our mailmen and, and we did feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're like, I'm sorry. I would actually go and I, I helped them lift the boxes because there was so much sometimes that I didn't. I felt bad for making them do it all by themselves. So it's nice now that they can do their cart and he has a gate lift and he can just roll it back into the big truck. Nice. That is great. Yes. I was a, I was a last minute decider on our first year of homeschooling. I was one of those August orderers. So it is a sense of accomplishment for me. Once I place my book order, I aim for the beginning of July, if not before that. And then there's that sense of like, okay, I have accomplished what I need to today. <laughs> I placed my book order, whatever else happens. That's gravy. And you can have a relaxing rest of your summer that way. Yes. Last school year, we discovered that part of the process for my kids who are getting older, they're middle and high schoolers, they, when they started receiving their welcome letters and syllabi from their teachers, that was part of the thing that I had them do. Like, okay, look at your book list and find them here and make sure we've got all the books that you need. But that was something that I wanted them to do rather than, voila, your books are here. Nancy and mom made it happen. Like you guys needed. <laughs> step in here and, and make sure you've got what you need. And we did discover, you know, we got to place an oopsie order because we got, we're missing a couple things. So yeah, anyhow. That's good for them though, because it teaches them organization and responsibility. So that's, I, that's great when they do it. You know, sometimes when I have moms that have lots of kids, I will tell them to let the older kids grade the phonics yeah. or the vocabulary because that's something less they have to do. And it's it's kind of teaching the older ones, you know, more things because of, of, of grading things. They may be, you know, getting information that way as well. 
So that's a good hint I have for my moms. We have a new family. She's got seven kids and we're very happy to have them. And I told her that same thing. Let the older kids grade some of the easier stuff. Make it easy on you. Did she like <laughs> that idea or was she like, oh, I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. And we combined a couple of the really close kids into certain subjects, mm -hmm. which also is a big stress reliever if you have to do one or two or three religions instead of five. Yes. So we, we worked on that together with her and hopefully, you know, she's going to have a, a good experience being a first time homeschooler with that many kids. And I'm going to keep her in my prayers too. Oh, see, you cover all the bases that way. All kinds of the practical yep. and the spiritual, the prayer cover. Yep. See, yep. these are the things that the Colby difference right here. Well, Stephen and I just visited recently with moms in Nigeria and the Philippines, and they were both singing your praises. They're among your fan club, and they were talking about shipping internationally. Tell us more about that, though, because there are families all over the world. So how do, how do you make that work? Well, for the longest time, the only families we had were up in Canada. And that's pretty easy. It's just over the border. And then about 2005, we, we started getting these orders from the Philippines and we're like, what's going on here? And it turned out that it was a school for kids. They started actually with kids that had learning disabilities, slight learning disabilities, and their parents wanted them to come to college in the United States. So they, they started with us to get their children pre prepared for college over here. And that was, her name was Mari Antonino, and she is not involved in it anymore, but the, the school still has kids in it. They suffered a huge hit during the pandemic because it was very hard over there. They, they had lockdown for, I think, over two years, but um, they're still there and they are, I think they've expanded to uh, just not special needs kids or learning disabilities, but anyone over there. And then we have families that are still doing that all by themselves. And we get their books. We've through one of the parents, they, you know, it's like, how do we get their books there? Cause us mail was totally unreliable. And so they had this LBC that we started using and the majority of the time, if they, they if they order early enough, it takes four to six weeks to get them sea cargo, but it saves them a ton of money. And then we also now have DHL. Um, Tony had that all set up for worldwide. And then for our families in Ontario, Canada, there's a company called Cross Borders that it's great. You can get a PO box in Niagara Falls. And we ship the books there, which we can even do media mail and, and that it costs you a lot less. And then for a very nominal fee, they take it over the border and they either deliver it to a specific place where they pick it up or it may be even to their house. But I've been, I've been telling moms that for the last couple of years and I, I think they're happy. I'm not hearing you know, that they're getting hit with, um, with broker fees which is really bad with some of these services like UPS 
international, they they just will, the broker fees are are horrible. So we try and make it so our parents don't have those extra additional fees with already expensive shipping. But it's unfortunate there are not a lot of companies like LBC for other countries. The Filipino they they're good with their people. That they I mean have they have multiple shipping um, companies like this, but they're the only one I've looked and looked. I cannot find shipping companies that do this for like Australia or South American countries, which would be fabulous if there were. Yeah, your heart goes out to all of those foreign families who are trying to do this great education. Yeah, then you've got you've got the dollar conversions, and then you've got for many countries at least, like you're saying, those astronomical shipping costs. And you just I remember seeing those and just groaning because these poor families are just really sacrificing to to do a good thing. But your heart goes out to them. Yes. So part of what you oversee in the bookstore is the buyback program, right? Tell us about how this works. The buyback program is great because you get to make money back for books you're no longer using. And it also benefits families who need that extra help having the used books. So there is a link on the bookstore that says book buyback program. And it explains to them the steps, like make sure we still use the books because we've, you know, because things go out of print and stuff, we've had to stop using a few things. So we don't want them sending back books and paying for them and they're not going to get any money back. So it's always, you need to make sure that they're still relevant on our bookstore. And we're going to be updating the information there. Um, It doesn't mention the shipping method of getting the books back. So always send them back medium mail insured. Okay. Because this way the price is way more cost effective and insurance is only like a dollar 25 for hunt per hundred. So if the mailman decides that he, he wants to take a break and lose your, your package, you can get your money back. And it is a fairly easy process these days with the post office to recoup as long as you have a copy of what you were, you know, a a list of what you have sent back and it doesn't make it. And then once I get it, I will take the books and I grade them. Used, very good. Used, good. Used, acceptable. With the first two, it just depends on, you know, nice cosmetic used acceptable um it can mean that they're they're not very good looking but it also can mean that there may be some writing in them and that is something that i've been realizing parents don't mind that so we are having used acceptable books more available we used to not even take them because we didn't like the looks of them so we will be having more used acceptable books and so once i i grade them i will look at the price of all the books new and and base what the buyback is of what they originally paid for it and it's normally 35 percent and up and then there's also another five percent if they opt to get a gift card to use for a 
future book order, hmm. or they can get a check as well. And that process can take a while, it can take four to six weeks, especially in the summer when I'm doing other things. Um, it's it, it loses priority when we're trying to get book orders out and things like that. So if you wanna be using a gift card for your books for the beginning year, um, for the next year, I mean, what you need to do is just reach out to me and let me know, hey, Nancy, I sent my books back and I was hoping to get a gift card to use for my books for this coming year. And then I can find it and, and, and do that. But this is something that you would need to reach out for me to do for you. Okay. Wow. That's a great service. Another one. Yes. Well, are there other aspects, other things you would like to talk about that we haven't gotten to? Things you'd like families to know or wisdom you'd like to pass along while you got us all in one place? Well, the one thing I wanted to mention to everybody, though, is our brand new history hmm. for third grade. It's, it's, we're very excited about it. It's going to have a timeline that will cut, that will also have a set of cards that they can put on the timeline so they can actually see the progression. And that's gonna be able to be used with the new fourth grade history that they're planning on having ready next year. So the third and fourth grade, we've kind of had a rough patch with you know, good solid history. So they have decided you know, to make our own here. Um, and so it's going to have a workbook, then the timeline, and then a teacher manual that goes with this. And we're very happy mm -hmm. with it. And that will be available to our homeschool and online students this coming year and for fourth grade next year. It's exciting. It is so beautiful. No, it, it, it is. It looks amazing. They did a fantastic job on that. Okay. Now I need a third grader. I don't have any third graders anymore, but somebody's going to need, I'm going to find a third grader. <laughs> And, you know, this is because of Nicole and some very enthusiastic online teachers that that we got from from opening up the program for K through five. Again, God sending all these people to us. I mean, this is what happens. We get we get beautiful material, too. <laughs> so neat. So with a final thought here, I just want to say to my mom audience and data audience um thank you for being with us all these years and new moms welcome and you can always reach out to me um yeah my email is nnelson at colby.org or you can call me on the phone and my extension is four and come talk to me let me help you with your book orders I can vouch for the helpfulness. I've benefited from it so many times, and I'm so grateful to get to talk to you and tell you that personally, Nancy. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome, Bonnie. And on behalf of all the folks we've heard from on the Colby cast over these many episodes who've mentioned that to you, they would want, want me to tell you the same. So thank you so much for all of that and for sharing all these wonderful memories and the exciting things happening and for all your hard work. And, and we're so grateful. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Glad it worked out. Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review 
And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. Is everyone gone? Okay. Here's a special offer just for you. If you order your books before June 30th, 2022, enter the following code for free shipping within the continental United States. This is just one use per customer, so it's perfect for that big summer order. The code is BLOGSHIP22. That's B-L-O-G-S-H-I-P-22. BLOGSHIP22 for free shipping within the continental United States before June 30th, 2022. Enjoy.